Happy Thursday. Welcome, friends. My name is Justin. Hey, I'm Chris. There we go. <laughs> He's so happy to be here. Always. He's so happy to be here. It's a great day. This, got got this my is, haircut today. This is, I went to the dentist. You got your haircut and I went to the dentist. Yeah. Got your, Just fine though. Yeah. I got good. it clean. No, all but clean I did report. have a fear of like, did I brush my teeth this morning? Oh man. Because sometimes it's like, get up, bathroom, teeth immediately. And sometimes I'm like, ah, I'll wait till after breakfast, after coffee. Yeah. I just forget. And so this morning she was like, do you, do you floss? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm yeah. like, I did three nights ago though. Yeah. But I was like, did I brush my teeth this morning? I kind of have a gross habit that leads to good dental hygiene. I keep those flossers in my car. So I told so I floss all the time. So I told her that. Yeah. My wife has them in her car. And but it's when, gross because I leave them like in my little cup holder. When I like need to floss, I go to my wife's car and get those little floss sticks. Yeah. I, I just need to go buy some on the way home. And yeah. keep, because when they're in my car. You use them. I'll do it three times a day. I literally do it after every meal. Yeah, I'll do it three times. I'll yeah. just drive it home. Yeah. That's a seven-minute floss, man. That's yeah. a good floss. But who still uses real floss? You want me to tell you who? Katie? Katie Richardson. She flosses twice a day, every day, no matter what. I don't think I know how. <laughs> like, I, I physically can't get my all of my teeth in between my hands. I'm like, do I put my nasty hands in my mouth, too? You got to. You got to get back there. I'm not about it. <laughs> and we get, and they they give me floss all the time. I got so many things of floss. And I'm just like, what do I do with this? I guess I need to like, I don't know, braid them and make a rope out of it. I don't know there how to do it all this floss. Survival. Uh, the other night we ate something and I had something in my teeth and Katie was doing her nightly full mouth flossing. And I came and just got in between these two teeth. Yeah. And she was like, what you doing? I was like, oh, I just had something in my teeth. She was like, why don't you go ahead and do the rest of them? <laughs> I was like, you mind your business. Don't tell me what to do. I'll floss when I want to floss. <laughs> um, it was good. Like, it, it's always weird. I don't have great teeth. I've had a bunch of cavities. Um, but they've been good recently. Like, it's just whatever. I, I brush my teeth. Yeah. But <laughs> she, uh, they're always like, you have such great teeth. I'm like, I don't. And they're like, but the, I think pe they, but the people we see, yeah, you maybe. have really good teeth. There I'm like, go. okay. If it's in comparison to the other people they see I guess I do I typically don't like think about my body all right this is I'm going somewhere <laughs> with this I don't think about my body in terms of aging like I don't worry about like getting old and like not being able to do stuff that's not some. but for some reason I have a little bit of like aging anxiety about my teeth it's like these are the teeth I have this is if, it. If anything happens to these teeth, no, no, I ain't no, no. got no more. No, but there's so there's way better technology. You'll put a, some fake teeth in right right away and be fine. You think so? Yeah. So I don't need to worry about that? No, that's the least of your worries. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's the least of your worries, man. I think you should look about your heart or your back or your knee. No, <laughs> there's a lot of things you can think about. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. It's a good day. This is the day that the, the Lord, Lord has made. made. Um Man, we just had a little pre-show talk. This is 51. 51. 51. Feels like just like yesterday. Or almost exactly a year ago. <laughs> but you're saying we have put something out for 51 weeks every week. Yeah. And there were times where we didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. Don't know how it happened. So a little spoiler, not spoiler alert, but behind the curtain, if you will. I will. Our last few episodes, 
we have now gotten in a healthy habit of banking some episodes. Yeah. We don't tell you guys, but like the past four or so we've done like, we'll do two a day. Yeah. We're not doing two a day today. Right. We don't have that planned, but a fresh one, but like before we would do two a day. So we would sit here for an hour and talk. Yeah. That's why maybe if you're like once an hour, once 30 minutes, yeah. once an hour, once 30 minutes, that <laughs> one like 30 minutes better than the other one. <laughs> yeah. They seem tired. This one's cause we just sat in this room for two hours talking. Um, but we still get it out. And there's yes. times where you're by yourself or we had to pull in Beverly and Morgan or, or I'm at the beach in the truck recording a quick <laughs> one. Like, that's just what we got to do. Yep. Uh, but it's been fun. It has been fun. We, 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 will, we will talk more next week. We got to figure out something big to do. We had talked about, like, all going to the bowling alley. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, maybe not for the – maybe for our 100th episode, if we can keep this up one more year. Okay. We'll do a 100th episode – bash which i was excited because didn't we have a lot of bees we did we had six bees i believe maybe <sighs> seven yeah bowling bash but yeah it was oh it's gonna be so good <laughs> um we'll, we'll, we're gonna save that we're gonna save that for a hundredth in the back pocket. but we'll what we'll do next week we're gonna have some bobble next week guys don't worry we're the bobble buffoons <laughs> but we're gonna have a lot of buffoonery next week and we get to kind of reminisce over the past year that's good just kind of then how we started this thing and ups and downs. We now have a tech guy on set. Maybe yeah. he will, he can record our, we haven't told him this yet. He may not want to. <laughs> Maybe we'll come in and then, you know, James can record us doing an episode for our one year anniversary. He can, he can really up our technological. And you guys can here. see behind the curtain of us in this <laughs> sterile white room with no one in it. <laughs> And us just sitting across the table talking to one another. Your imagination's probably better than whatever the reality is. Uh, yeah, it's not that cool. <laughs> Except for the nights we do it. If you go way back to episode 2015, there's some where, you know, we talk about we sometimes did not get an episode in. Yeah. It was Wednesday at midnight, yeah. 11 o'clock, and we're over here filming this. Park, in, yeah. We're filming this in a backyard or in a on the couch. Yes, in the middle of winter. In the middle of winter. But we're here, guys. We this is it. Wednesday, but y'all are here on Thursday. We're hope you have a good Thursday. No, this is Tuesday. Oh boy, what what is today? Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. You guys will be hearing this on a Thursday, and we hope that your Thursday is blessed. Absolutely. Whenever you listen to this, um, no new shout outs, no new things for no new states or whatnot. But hey, if if you were to tell me a year ago that we would have like thirty seven states and Washington D.C. And 20 countries or 19 countries out of the United States, I'd be like, you're out of your mind. Absolutely. So this is great. Especially with our uh, skills in marketing this podcast. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> can you imagine if we actually spent time marketing this? Yeah. We, we would be huge. <laughs> we would be, we'd have a studio, um, which would just be our office uh, in that. Um, no new ratings. I, and that's not true. We have a new rating. Two new ratings. We have two new ratings. We actually realized that Chris and I did not rate us on podcasts or on uh, Apple Podcasts. So now we're up to 22 five-star ratings, guys. Yay. Let's hit 25. By, by next week, all I need to do is if you're – and we can look at the analytics. 99% of you are listening to this on an Apple Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just give us a little five-star rating. Just push a button. Let's get us to 25 by 52. Yeah. That'd be great. 51. 52. That'd be a great birthday present. That'd be a great birthday present. I would love it. I mean, I got a birthday coming up. Where are we going to go eat? This month. I don't know. As a staff? Yeah. We do staff birthdays here. I don't know. 
I may bring back an oldie, but, a, but a goodie. Which is? A cracker Barrel. Oh, uh, it's always it's been, good. It's been probably five years since we've been to Cracker Barrel. It's always my good. You can get whatever you want. True. Almost, almost anything. Get an Uncle Herschel or pot roast. <laughs> or pancakes. Or a big salad. Or a massive salad where they just throw like heaps of cheese on top of it. Wedges. Wedges of cheese. It's a wedge of You can stop a door with this amount of cheese that they give you. <laughs> it is so much in there. Um, all right. Hey, so Chris brought this great idea. We, we, had, we, we had a pre, again, guys, we had a pre-meeting. He brought up a great idea. Since we've been going at this for a year. Yes. Maybe it would be fun or funny. Or, or both. Or interesting. And maybe just us two. We always talk about we're going to make merch. There's always these about sayings. every other episode. Every, we're like, we're like, oh, oh that's a funny saying. Yeah. We're, that's our next shirt. We're thinking about maybe doing that. Yeah. So if you are a long-time or short-time listener, <laughs> hit us up on the gram or text us because a lot of you people know us you guys can text us or whatever you want to do and be like oh this would be a funny shirt yeah um maybe it's just our faces that'd be good maybe it's just our domes i'm down with that too um but we're thinking about doing that maybe here in just a little bit um and and and, and all the proceeds we get to this we will send somewhere we yes. will make a donation to something yes um global or local to birmingham or Something Send us else. some recommendations. Yeah, we would love to. If enough people buy shirts and we have a hundred extra dollars, let's give it away somewhere. Love it. We can do that there. Um, hey, so this past few weeks, this past month almost or more, we have been um, in Philippians. I have to get a new chair, man. All I'm right. Sorry. This hey, chair we'll just is. keep it going. A uh, little mid-show uh, swap around, sorry. and I'm back. he's back. Oh, there you go. That chair was just. <laughs> A lot of people tuned out the first part because like, I can hear his chair making noises. Um, we have been in Philippians 4. Yes. We've been hitting up a lot of different um, deals in Philippians 4 um, about rejoicing. I say it again. Rejoice. Say it um, again. Do not be anxious. Peace in God. The peace with God. Um, thinking about things, what's praiseworthy and right. Think about such things. The last episode was episode our last episode was <laughs> practice practice right and all these things put them into practice and we're going to kind of um we're going to wrap up this philippians 4 mini series um on kind of a verses 4 and like 11 and 12 and 13 and 13 you're 100 correct and 13 um you know what let's just start at 10 let's go okay. 10 to 13 all why right. not read more bible Philippians 4, 10 through 13. It says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have received, that you have received your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Verse 11, not that I am speaking of being in need, for, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In, oh, I, my eyes today, inbound in. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty of hunger, abundance, and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So we probably all have read 13. Yes. Right? That's kind of the verse um, 
that you just if you, if you play sports for some reason that's a big sport verse yeah i think we've talked about that yeah you got like tim tebow yeah. like i like i had it written on like my tape on my no, wrist it's like yeah yeah like uh, me playing like defensive end like oh i because of christ i'm gonna crush this quarterback <laughs> i'm gonna hit him as hard as i can i'm gonna get so many sacks because he's gonna but hey it's better that than something else i guess i right? guess yeah i guess my 10th grade theology wasn't up to par yeah um but hey i mean i could have put worse verses or something else on my it sounds good on a postcard it sounds good on a postcard and on tape if you're playing sports um but this idea which he says there of in in all things i i have had an abundance of things yeah. i've also needed a bunch of things right but in that i am content yes and so as we kind of look back through rejoicing and all these anxious thoughts and having peace and, and practice and all these things, it kind of comes back to this main theme of, are you content? Yes. Um, and again, it talks a little bit in here that you like a bunch that we talk about, about like the mystery or the secret. Yeah. Right. And he says that the secret being content. Right. And all the things that will help you in your everyday life. Yeah. That will help you move on yeah that's good uh chances are if you are a person listening to this podcast in america you might struggle with contentment i think uh, oh yeah i think uh, i've heard it said that uh one of the defining characteristics of like our generation is discontentment oh um discontentment with everything our, i mean our life situation government society, you know, I think people generally walk around with a feeling of, of discontentment, but Paul here is, is keying you into a secret, a secret to how he's able to uh, minister to people and, and live with joy regardless of his circumstances. So I'm excited to, to jump into this. Yeah. And what I love about this secret is he says it's a secret, but it's not the secret that I'm not going to tell you what it is. Yeah. Right. It's not this mystery. It's like, hey, soon if you get to level so and so, if you give so much money, if you've right, been right, right. Yeah. if you've been doing this for so many years, then you're gonna be revealed the secret. It's like, no, the secret for Christians, the secret for Christ followers is this. Yeah. Being content. Yeah. Um, now that's easy, and we could be like, all right, guys, donezo. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's some deeper elements to this. Um, and I think one that goes along with what you said earlier. You know, I, I think we as Americans struggle with this. I think on a earthly human deal of we're never content right. in uh, our new technology, our house, our clothes, our cars. And there's people that struggle with this and there's people that don't. But also in the big broader is, you know, our government or this or that. And we can go as big as you want or as small as you want. And right. you can just be like, I, I'm never satisfied. Right. Right, like things should be better. Uh -huh. um, and he says, if you want the secret in this life for you, to kind of take a step back, if you have a hard time rejoicing and you have anxious thoughts and you have no peace, um, and you think about these other things and, and, and all all this stuff, it's like, if you want to be in that area, then you have to be content with where you are. Right. And you have to be content with knowing that Jesus is Lord and that you're not going to know everything. Yeah. You don't have all the like. It's, it's in him. Yeah. And it's in him, but it's not easy. Yeah. 
This is uh, really personal for me. This, this section of scripture has, has been really important for me. Because if you want to you flash back to 2015, um, and I'm in the middle of a growing career. Yeah. And looking back, and, you know, I, I became aware of this a long time ago, but, you know, I had a really unhealthy relationship with my career, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, was very career oriented, which that in and of itself is not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but it was this, uh, I've, I've heard it called like, uh, the treadmill of success. It was like, <laughs> I always had this idea in my mind, if I can achieve this next thing, if I can make this much money, if I can get this promotion, then I'm going to be happy. Then my life. Yeah. But I kept getting those things. And immediately my mind would shift to, okay, well, what's next and what's next and what the result for that in my own life and my, you know, just kind of being open and honest here is like, I started to evaluate relationships based on whether or not they could get me to the place where I needed to be. I started to value opportunities based on, is this going to put me in a position to achieve the things that I want to forward you in your career? Yeah. And, uh, that's kind of a dark place to be and um, thankful well, that God really convicted me in 2015. Yeah. Uh, and for whatever reason, like I lost the taste for that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right? And, and uh, had my eyes open to a different way of life that I think Paul is talking about here. It's like, you're never ever mm-hmm. going to achieve what you think you need to achieve to, to, receive this type of contentment. It's not something that you can go out and buy or yeah. earn. It's something that is given to you well, as a gift from Christ. Well, and your job was in advertising, right? Right. And like marketing yes. and that room, which is what the yeah. job was, yeah. was like to tell people, create a sense of discontent that, Hey, this magic product that I have this, can settle. Yes, and exactly. Then, right. And then you're going to fill it, which is really funny. You were selling that, yeah. but you were also, um, chasing that, yes. but it still didn't matter. Yep. It still didn't matter. It's never enough. Were. No. And it will never be enough. Yeah. Um, and, and I bet there's a lot of people right now struggling with that, no matter yeah. how old you are. Yeah, for um, sure. Just, if I can get that, if then, I can just, that was, that was a common theme in my own head. Yeah. It's like, if I can just do this, get this one thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and that takes a spiritual growth that takes a piercing and breaking of the heart. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that takes you being open and honest going, what am I doing here? Right. If that's all I want to do in my life, then okay. Yeah. Then go do it. Yeah. But that's not what you're called to be. Yeah, that's right. Right. I'm called to go down a path of love and service for God and to be content with whatever. And then we're we're also not knocking you. If you're over here making a few million a year and you're balling out and you have that, uh, great, whatever. This is not like you, you have to be poor. You have to do these no, no, things, no. but it's, what is that driving mental force? What is that pulling you? Is it more and more and more and more? Or is it, Hey, I got this great. If I have, if it's all going tomorrow, great. Yeah. I still have Jesus. Yeah. There's lots of, I mean, and we, we could name a couple right here that we're not going to do, but they're, <laughs> no. they're extremely successful people who don't put their career in the place of God. Yes. That that yeah. pursue justice and righteousness and mercy and yeah. all those things that that were being pushed towards and they also just happen to be super successful and yeah. they've learned to do that for whatever reason that wasn't my case. Yeah. I was un, I had an unhealthy relationship with career ambition or whatever you yeah, want to and call it. Yeah. Maybe um year 2 we might bring some people in that we think do this very well yeah. because I'll say 
that has never been my drive. Yeah. And that, that that's not, I don't want you to be like, look at Justin. That's not, <laughs> but I, from getting out of college, mine was, I want to be a minister. Right. I want to be a church. Now I didn't have that when I was younger, but when I got out of college, it was that, um, and out of college, I worked at Cracker Barrel while I was getting, <laughs> I, I couldn't get any other job. Yeah. But I, I was married and I didn't have a job. I was like, well, it's Cracker Barrel. No, I wasn't married yet. I was out of college, engaged. And then, but I was going to um, get my master's of theology. So I was like, oh, I'm going to school doing that. Worked for a church for a few years. They end up having to let me go, financial issues, blah, 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 blah. So I was stuck not having a job again. Back to the barrel. I went back to Cracker Barrel that day. Yeah. Actually, actually, my wife was like, hey, here's some things on the house to do. And I think I did them in like three days. <laughs> and I was like, I'm bored. Like, yeah. I just can't sit around. And my wife's working 12-hour shifts at the yeah. hospital. She's getting home late. And I'm like, oh, man, she's working her tail off. And I'm over here like playing PlayStation. Like, <laughs> I, I need to do something. So I worked at Cracker Barrel. But then I got a job at Dell Computers. Yeah. And I may have told the story in some form or fashion before in the podcast, guys, it's hard to remember. It's been 51 of these. I don't know what you said or not, but it, it, I saw so many people in that. It is yeah. a corporate business sales life of sell more, make go, more, go, you got go. more. And, and they were really wrapped around this idea of like, we were on these teams and they're like, this is your own business. Yeah. You get here early, you stay here late, you make more money. You make money for the company, Dell, but you make more money because right. it was all incentive based. It was all you, you yeah. know, whatever you sell, and it threw my managers like they didn't know what to do with me <laughs> because I made all my calls, I made every quota, I did all the sale, I did, did did I did what I needed, but I did the bare minimum. Right, like I just did it and got out of there. And they're like, "Oh, Justin, if you were just to put a little more in, you could be in this next bracket. Look how much more you can make." And I was like. Guys, I'm making more. I was making at the church. Like, I'm already making more money than I was doing. And I just didn't have that drive, yeah. right, to, like, keep on doing that. But there's a lot of people that do. Um, I don't struggle on that drive, but I probably struggle on other drive, right? Yeah. There's, like, some other things that I struggle with of not being content in this situation right. and that. Um, but um, living in this secret here, um, I would narrow this down. If you were to put this down and say, okay, how do you be content? Yeah. What is the secret? Uh, to me, I think it boils down to one word and that's trust. Yeah. Having trust in God. Because for some reason you are searching something. Right. Because you're trying to put that trust in you. Your talents, your ability. You. Yeah. And from day one, you're like me. Also, go back to Genesis. Go back to Adam and Eve. Yeah. The lack of trust when God uh -huh. says, don't eat of this. Yeah. Don't do this. You do whatever you want. Do not do this. Yep. And then the devil got in and said, oh, why not? Well, he doesn't want you to know. He doesn't. And that trust went away saying, well, maybe I don't fully trust God in that. Maybe I should know more or I should have this. So then they ate of the tree and then here we are with sin. Yeah. But from day one, that has been an issue of us trusting other people, uh -huh. other things, because probably in a lot of your life, when you think about government or big things or institutions and all these things, corporate life, relationships, people, parents, siblings, for a lot of people, there's a lot of trust gone. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Hey, I did trust you and I got burned. Now yep. I'm out. And there's stories after stories and people after people where you can look at and go, you failed me. Yeah. And in the church too. A hundred percent in the yeah. church. That's almost the saddest part, yeah. right? That that in the church that you have lost trust in this institution of the church because of what 
of whatever happened. Right. So we kind of recoil back and go, uh, uh-uh. I'm only going to trust in myself. I'm only going to trust in my abilities and what I can do. Yep. And that's not what God gave, right? That's, that's not what in there. I like Luke 12, 22 and then 30 and 31 says, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body or what you will put on for your father knows that you need them. Yep. Instead, seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. Right. So he says, look, you have bad trust. You're seeking these other things. You're, you're depending on yourself. He goes, God knows. Yeah. He's going to give you what you need. Yeah. Put your trust in him. And then other things will be added. Yeah. Again, this is not a health and wealth gospel. Yeah. Do this, but it's like, then you will fully get to understand this contentment shower wave over you of like, okay, I have enough. Yeah. And Jesus is enough. Yeah. So if I can have that, then great. Yeah, that was definitely my experience. And again, we want to really emphasize that we don't believe that Scripture promises, you know, that everything's going to go perfect for you once you make the decision to follow Jesus. But in my own life and in my own experience, once I gave up that relentless pursuit of what Mm -hmm. I thought I needed is when I actually started to receive you know, the kind of life that I had been looking for all along. I had to give it up to actually receive it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know all the theological implications of that. Well, but, but it's a lot. That was just my experience. But you, but, you read, but, you know, but we read it in scripture a lot about this idea of surrendering. Yeah. Surrendering yourself to him. And then it's hard because like, well, no, I want to go forward in my life. I want to do the best things in my life. I want to be the best Christian. But the way you do that is by surrendering. Yeah, it, it's it actually, what? it actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it, because <laughs> yeah. what the opposite of this is, is you, you, you're in charge of your own life. Yes. You think you know what's best. You think you're making all the right decisions. You think you've got the plan and the path to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. But what we fail to recognize is that we're limited people. We have no vision. If you, if you decide to give up the reins to your life to an infinite, all-seeing, immortal, powerful God... He actually can see what's best for you. Whereas we in our own limitedness can't see that. So it actually makes a ton of sense, but it's the hardest thing in the world it's, to do. It's a backwards hard <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, and you put it great, you know, this idea of just trusting in him and, and, and it goes back. Um, you know, God has given us wisdom and yes. he's given us brains and he's given us knowledge, but he's not given us full knowledge. Right. He has given us the Holy Spirit that we have power, but not power to do whatever we want. Right. Right. And so he says, I'm going to give you this Holy Spirit power. I'm going to give you these things. I'm going to give you knowledge, but we are incomplete in it. Yeah. But we think, but we think that we are complete. And if we were to live and if to God was to give us that, if, if it was a whole lot different and God says, you have full knowledge now, you have full power now, you can do it. We wouldn't need trust in him. Yeah, that's right. We would have it on ourselves. Yeah. And God wants us to need him, want him, trust him, have faith in him, to lean on him and say, I can't do it. Yeah. I don't know, but you do. And that's what this whole walk is. That's yeah. what our lives are. And that's what we fight every day to get out of our own head, to be like, no, I can do it. I know what it is. Yeah. I'm smart. Look what I've done. Look at all my accomplishments. I can do this. It's like, yeah, God may have given you an ability, but he still wants you to trust in him and, yeah, where, right. and where he's going to lead you. Yep. Um, I think in Proverbs 3, 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Yeah. 
That's everything. Trusting in him. And there's something beautiful about that, um, that act of trust. Yeah. Right. Like, so we have, uh, our twins will be two here in just a few weeks. Um, and we go to the pool, yeah. right? So they have the little puddle jumpers on. They're walking around <laughs> looking all funny. Um, and they jump in the pool. And I remember for a while, they would only jump to Mary Beth. Right. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, I'm bigger and stronger. I'm not going to let you drown. I got this. <laughs> but the moment that, like, your kid goes, okay, and, like, jumps into your arms, yeah. you're like, oh, you, like, you trust me. Right. I'm not going to let you drown. Yeah. I'm here with you. And I see this in Christ where he is saying, like, jump to me. Yeah. Trust in me, surrender to me, because trust me, yeah, I know what these waters are like, and I can handle them. Yeah, and you don't. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, nice, nice visual there. I like that. Man, I'm back in youth ministry over here teaching a lot. I got these ideas just in my head, <laughs> doing that's those. Good. But yeah, just that idea. And so if and and I know that we wrestle with this a little bit, but what what do you say? Most of us, and this may be a very easy question. Um, what do we typically put our trust in? Yeah. Um, and I know that we, uh, we just hit around it a ton, but, um, it was I, on my notes. So I was going to read it. I think, uh, you know, there's, there's probably a really long list and, and it's different person to person, but I think, you know, most people that are listening to this podcast, if they did some serious self-evaluation, they'd probably say their level of trust, uh, is, uh, related to the money in their bank account. So how would somebody do that uh, self-evaluation? Like oh. what are some things that we could look at engage? Cause we talk about here at church sometimes like, Hey, if you're gonna, um, um, if you're gonna to evaluate and to put numbers and things, that means that it's somewhat important, yeah. right? So we like to evaluate like, do we have more people at church? Do we have more baptisms? Do we have less people? Like, and we want to look at that because that kind of shows a little bit of growth. Yeah. Are there things in our life that we can maybe do some self-evaluation on yeah. and go, okay, this kind of shows what I value and what I trust and what right. I not trust. Yeah. Um, I just put you on the spot of this. No, I, well, <laughs> and, and uh, thankfully you, you drug out the question long enough for me to try to come up with an <laughs> I answer. Tried, I tried. Um, hey, but, man, hey, it's been 51, it's been 51, <laughs> man. I got it. I got it. I would say, is your giving conditional? Okay. Uh, do you, if, if you're presented with an opportunity to give, got you. is the initial response, I'm going to figure out a way to make this happen. And then you go through the good stewardship process of uh -huh, figuring out, uh -huh, okay, uh -huh, where am uh -huh. I? Is this, is this responsible? So on and so forth. Or is your first reaction, well, uh, I don't, I don't know. know if we can do that right yeah. now. You can always give something. I'm not talking about just money either. Um, I'm saying when you're presented with an opportunity to be charitable, to be generous, to be mm -hmm. a person of hospitality, is your first reaction to lean into that and to say, oh yeah, we're going to figure out a way to do something because you feel that call, you feel that uh, inspiration of the spirit that's saying, yeah, this is the type of person you're supposed to be. Or is the first check you do is to pull up your regions app and say, all right, where are we right now? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that's a fair, that's a fair question. Well, there's one thing, you know, for us, we do taxes. So yeah. every year we kind of look at it and go, here's how much I gave last year. Yeah. And so do you look at now again, all this aside, but maybe this is an issue of trust. Like, yeah. 2020 was rough on a lot of people for sure losing jobs losing homes losing a lot of stuff and so there's some external massive big things in there right. and i you know we can have a whole conversation about this but 
wrestling with that. Right. But on a normal circumstance, if you were to look at 2016 and 2017 yeah. and kind of look at it and go, did I give more? Yeah. Did I give less? Yeah. Why is that? Um, and I'm thinking just straight financial. Yeah. I think time is a part of it as well. But I think for a Christian, like, you should look at your finances yeah. and say, am I, am I giving? That's, what, that's one thing that I love about our church that we have online giving. Yeah. Like I set up online giving and if we're here on vacation, if like, we're yeah. on vacation, yeah. I'm still giving. Yeah. And it's not like, Oh, I forgot. Well, yeah. I need to double up next week. Or and you never do. Then I forgot to do that. <laughs> That's like, well, when I get back to the office, I'll just give, you know, Jennifer a check and we'll be done. It's like, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that too. Right. And yeah. you just kind of like, Hey, no matter what I, I trust in the Lord. This is what I'm gonna give to God's church. Yeah. Um, I trust in the church and what they're going to do with it. And if something happens this month, this year, I still have trust in the Lord right? Um, in that. So two things about that. One, I think it's a good thermometer for like where your heart is because there is a sense of security. There's a sense of uh, safety if you feel like you've got enough money in the bank. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. No. But if that's where your ultimate hope is, or if trust that's where your ultimate your, trust yeah, is yeah. or your ultimate security is, that's misplaced. Mm-hmm. It's not, not a bad thing to have a bunch of money in the bank. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but it is a good... If that gets low, are you how, not... How do you, how do you deal with that? Yeah. But then the other thing is, I think... And, and Paul kind of speaks directly to this. It may come off a little wrong for you and I who work at a church to be talking about how important it is <laughs> to give to the church. Yeah. But Paul addresses this right at the beginning of this section he says he rejoices in their gift that they gave to him yeah he's not rejoicing because they provided for him financially because then he goes on to say that he's cool he's happy yeah whether he's got a lot or if he's if he's got a little why he rejoices in their giving is because they gave because they did because it's it's uh it's an outward show of the trust that they have in christ we're coming from the same spot god doesn't need your money God wants your heart. God wants you to have a giving heart. We don't need your money. We have placed ourselves in a position of of relying on God for our income or some of our income or whatever. We trust that he's going to take care of us. The real point here is on you as the giver and on me as the giver. Yeah. Right? And it's not not the receiving of the gift itself. Mm -hmm. God will take care of that. Yeah. And so whenever I talk about this with our students, they are a lot of times in the deal of like, I don't have jobs. I don't yeah. have any income. I babysit every once in a while. I get allowance or birthday gifts, whatever. And they're like, I don't have all this money to give. Right. Go, all right. Well, now let's pivot to, yeah. You how about something. your time? Yeah. Right. Or how about your resources Talent. or your yeah. talents? Like, and so that's another way. If you look up your Google cow and you're look at like, do you have time in your weekly, monthly, quarterly deal to look at and go, no, I serve this week. Yeah. I serve this month. Yeah. Whether it's at your church, if you teach class or you're in the nursery or you're over here grilling out for VBS, whatever it is, like yeah. you're giving back, you're serving whatever way. Um, or is it, I, we're going to go serve another organization. Yeah. We're going to help something else out. Lots I'm gonna, of good stuff to do. There's so many good things in your neighborhood, in your areas. And it, it, this does not have to be like the only service can be to church. Yeah. No, like, are you, cooking dinner for your neighbor who just had a baby or a death in the family or right. they just moved in. That is serving God's people in whatever capacity that is. But if you can look at your calendar and go, man, I don't quite have time for that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's a self-assessment of like, yeah. you, don't, you don't have time to serve? 
Okay. Well, I work so hard to make this money so I can give money back. It's like, eh, it's uh, serve, yeah. right? Like find something. Yeah. And, and what I tell our students is, is that you don't have to like dig ditches every day to serve. <laughs> like, what are you passionate about? Yeah. And same with the people at our church. But there's also some things that like meet somebody on the side of the road that their truck stops and you're like, how can I help them? Yeah. I don't know what it looks like. It may be a $20 bill. It may be me driving to get gas and maybe me towing them and maybe whatever it may be. But it's right. like, I don't know what is in whole, I don't know what's in store here, but I know I'm just going to serve and help somebody. Yeah, that's good. Um, and kind of just see what that is. Um, so yeah, I think bank account, I think their time and their talents. I, I think that is a good indicator. Yeah. If you were to look at that on what do you do? What do you spend your time on? Is yeah. it, is it Netflix? Is it video games? Is it these things where is it sports? Yeah. Is it your kid's sports? Is it a lot of stuff where it's like, uh, uh-uh. carve out some time. Yeah. Cause that's, you're putting trust in him that sure. your time is valuable, but it's also viable when you give it to him as well. Yep. It's his time in that as well. And what's crazy is that we talk about this and you said earlier, like, this is so simple, <laughs> right? Like trust in God. Yeah. Um, be content in what you have. Uh, be content, not what you have, but just be content in knowing that God loves you. Yeah. That he sent his son for you. Like that's the ultimate gift we've ever received. Right. We're done so. But even Jesus knew that this was not easy, right? We look at Matthew seven, it says for, um, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, okay. Jesus, you say not a lot of people do that. And it's like, yeah, maybe not a lot of people <laughs> do it. Right. Cause he knows that it's hard and narrow yeah. to fully surrender, to fully put your trust, to fully be content. Because we read on and on again in scripture about the love of money and uh-huh. just the desires of the heart of wanting more, needing more, but having to push that aside and scrape that back saying, uh-uh, this is what I truly need. Yeah. Um, it's just right here. Yeah. Um, I also think about this in a and we talked about this a little bit about like a spiritual warfare realm. Yeah. A lot of stuff we don't like to talk about cause it's hazy. We don't, we don't know a lot <laughs> about it. Right. But if you think about this, when we talked about Adam and Eve, yeah, that was a spiritual warfare there between the evil one, between the devil and between God and Adam and Eve and who you're going to trust, who you're going to believe, who you're going to be there. And I really think every time that we put our trust in something else rather than Jesus, we reenact what happened in the garden. Yeah. We, we reenact us listening to the evil one saying, no, he's not right about this. Yeah. You need this. But every time that we fully put our trust in the Lord, it's just a smack in the face. Yeah. It's just another, like it's another round mark for me and mark for God. Right. I got you. And I think more times that we go on the trusting side and the more times that we trust and we have faith, we also learn, right? We also build up that trust bank where it's like, Oh, Hey, I've done this enough in my life Yeah, that it's now de- definitely a, a muscle you got to right? work out. Right. So like I've done this enough now that I know that I can fully rely on God. Right. And that takes spiritual discipline. That takes spiritual maturity. That takes you doing it. Right. <laughs> right. That takes you actually going there and saying, Nope, this is a time where I would normally back away. And I would do my own thing right. and put trust in myself and what I want or what other people are telling me instead of saying, I put trust in God. And when you do that again, that builds that muscle up. Yeah. It's, uh, this section of scripture is, is one in a long line 
uh, in Scripture, starting with, you know, the, the garden stories of, you know, what we see is God interacting with groups of people that he's called to be something different. But what we always see is that uh, this called out group, whether it's the Israelites or, or, or the Christians uh, later in Scripture, is that they're having to figure out how to remain set apart for God in the midst of other cultures, mm-hmm. other wisdom, other gods, other opportunities to uh, make decisions, basically. And so what Paul, and you talk about have like this being a muscle that you practice. At this point in his life, Paul's like a power lifter. Like <laughs> he, yeah. he has learned, yeah. and what he's telling him is he's learned that whether I've got plenty of food to eat or I'm starving, I'm content because I really do trust that God is who he says he is and he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And he's inviting the Philippians and, and he's inviting us into that reality. It's the long story of scripture, but like we are today bombarded by different, different ways of living, Mm -hmm. uh, different gods to follow, um, things to worship. And God is still saying that same thing. He was like, I know that all this stuff is going on around you, but you've got to trust in me. And and he's saying, you think it's a secret. It's not. Yeah. Here's what it is. Yeah. You want to have peace. You want to be content. You want to, to, to live that surrendered life. Yeah. Then you must trust in him. Yep. And the good times and the bad times and, and all that and everything in between. It's like, here's what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, it sounds easy. We know it's not, uh, but it's not always the easiest thing to do in the world. Uh, but it's an important thing to do in the world Yeah, of living for him and doing that. And there's, so for you, I think, um, one of the takeaways for this, you, oh my word. Sorry Sorry. guys, (laughs) we're not going to edit that out. I don't feel like editing that out tomorrow. Um, man, I had probably the best thought of the whole podcast (laughs) and you just messed it up. Uh, the homework you have in this yeah. is take some time. Yeah. Take some time, t- take a lunch break, do what you gotta do, and really do a self-assessment on how, what are ways that I do and don't trust in the Lord. Yeah. And we're not saying fix it right away, but that may be a certain time to pray about those things. Yeah. And, and, and God wants you to acknowledge them God wants you to acknowledge these things and yeah. say, God, I'm not trusting you in this. I need your help in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's that's gonna say, good. that's what I've been waiting on. Yep. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, that's and good. and you have to have an open heart. You you have to be ready. Um, because that trust mark, it's a it's a two way street. He is ready for there for you to trust him, but he wants you to put that work in and say, Okay, how can I do this? Yeah. Um and, and he's gonna help you. And I could be wrong, um, but I'll just speak kind of from my own experience. When you stop and think about this, even for a few minutes, yeah. these things aren't hard to uncover. Things no, where no. you've kept kept Jesus at an arm's length and said, no, I got this part. I got this. Don't yeah. worry about this. I think those things are pretty easy for us to identify. We just don't ever take the time to do it. Well, we're so fast. Yeah. Fast-paced life of just taking a few moments. Again, like a lunch break. Like yeah. go and get your subway and sit in your car <laughs> and take some time and do this. Yeah. Right. Put the podcast away, do whatever, put our podcast away. Yeah. 
Stop right now. Stop right now and spend some time with God. Yeah. If you have 15 minutes, 15 minutes worth. Yeah. I've just start self-evaluating where your trust lies and that trust is going to lead to that contentment. And that's going to lead into what you put your hope and everything in. And, um, we just keep on. It'll just get you closer. Yeah. It'll get you closer to God and living the way that we need to. There was one, one, one part of this that I thought was interesting and I don't know how, how far we want to go into this, but, uh, I'll just read this a little bit of a different translation. Um, but Paul says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know mm. how to abound. Uh, those two words were interesting to me, abased yeah. and abound. Abased, you know, basically just means to be brought low. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, where, where I think the translations we've read so far are really sort of talking about more uh, physical circumstances, yeah. like whether you have enough money, whether you have enough food. Uh, this is sort of speaking to status. So whether you oh, okay. are uh, ill-regarded, you're not looked upon highly in the community. Paul said he's found contentment there. I think we can relate to that pretty easily because when you're kind of down, you want something outside of yourself to look to to make you feel better. Yeah. What I find really interesting is that the other side of that, he, he knows how to be content uh, when he abounds, when he's held up in high regard, when people are saying, that's Paul, he's, he's, yeah. he's the apostle. He knows everything. He's so close to God. And I think that that may be a secret uh, trap for people, even good people that, uh, and you know, you'd look at like celebrity pastor culture. Mm -hmm. I think that, and, and the issues that we constantly see come up there, uh, mm -hmm. people falling from yeah. those positions. It's because they don't know how to abound in contentment. It's, I have to have the same level of trust and contentment in Christ, whether I'm a nobody from nowhere who will never yeah. achieve anything in my life, or if I'm the pastor of a 10,000 person church and everybody's looking to me for answers. That's a heart position that I think is really difficult for people even in the church, maybe even especially in the church. It's like, it's, it's easy for us to, in moments of success and in moments of uh, achievement to say, oh, I don't, I don't need God right now. I'm at, yeah. I'm at the top. I got it where I want it. But what Paul's saying is wherever you find yourself in the social rung of life, you've got to be happy right there because it's going to change. It's going to get better some days it's and it's going to get worse oh, some yeah, days. That's good. And, and it all goes back to if, if you're on the highest of high on that, like highest pedestal, you still need to trust God. Yeah. And you still need to be content with him and who he is. Right. And the same Jesus died for the person on the top of the pedestal. Yeah. Died for a person on the lowest. Yeah, that's right. Like, you know, Jesus is like, Hey, Hey, you know, they're not getting a special heaven and they're yeah. not getting a special <laughs> grace. Yeah. I, it's, you know, salvation's for all. We do that. People do exactly. That. We put people up there exactly, yeah. and then if we're at the bottom, we're thinking, "Oh, well, if I was only that, right, then right, of right. course I would be trust." Because look how God, uh, right? And then we talk about this all the time. We even said it might be a shirt. Like the thing that we talk <laughs> about the most is right. Our external circumstances dictate yes. that. Well, I would trust more if I had, or if this didn't happen, or. But it's like, you no, know, the salvation's the same. The love and grace and mercy is the same, no matter yeah. what. Um, and it's been like sometimes we, you know, have talked about this before of being in like um, going on a mission trip and going to a third world country and seeing people where you go, you don't know where your meal is today. Yeah. You don't have 
shoes on your feet today, but it's like, oh, but you have the spirit of God. Yeah. But you're content in him. Right. And, you know, and they may struggle with whatever they struggle with, but you're like, it'd be easy for that person to look at us or the people go, oh, if I had that, then of course my Christian life and my relationship with God would be better. It's like, oh, it, it doesn't matter if you're the top or the bottom. Yeah. Trusting in him, being content and knowing that he died for you and that the creator of the universe says, I want you. Yeah. And says, I died for you. Yep. And says, come on, surrender with me. And it's the way. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Good stuff, man. Yeah. It's been a few weeks. Good stuff getting back. Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Well, um, again, next week, or next Thursday, we'll have some fun on our one-year anniversary of our podcast. And um, I'm excited to hear from you guys. Uh, if it's on the if it's on the Instagrams, uh, Bible buffoons at Bible buffoons, yeah, uh, or Gmail uh, the Bible buffoons <laughs> at gmail dot com dot com gmail dot com sounds right at gmail dot com whatever <laughs> find it or you know how to gmail or you know how to gmail it or text us uh, or hit us up on the Apple review again twenty five five star ratings you can do it people we only need three more <laughs> we only need three more. <laughs> Um, I have that right there. Well, hey, we hope that you have a blessed rest of the day. Um, And uh, yeah, thank you guys. We'll see y'all next week. Bye.